Games or whatever. All righty, gang. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. We are on our first and only 11th episode. Actually, it's kind of not the first one, but it, again, we're not, we're not, we're just going to neglect the, the old episodes are up, but we're not going to ever talk about them again starting now. That's the beginning of the end. The end, or that was the end of the beginning, really, is what it was. But anyhow, we are back here again in my apartment, living room, where we recorded this latest episode, and it's none other than Dante Grazioli, as you probably already read in the title. We got Dante Grazioli in here. He's a longtime practitioner. He's been in the game, Jesus, I don't even know, 10 plus years for sure. Maybe, maybe even like a dozen or, or more, um, maybe even more than that. I can't really put my finger on it. Maybe I should be a better journalist. But let, needless to say, he's been in uh, an American free running scene for a very long, pretty much since its um, inception in a way, and like be, became one of the main players and someone you might have heard of has traveled um, you know, all over the world and trained with a lot of the more known practitioners in like our generation. And um, if you haven't heard of him, you should definitely go watch, you know, some of his, his content. Like Dante puts out, I think some of the most high level um, free running that you can find, especially in the States, but not even especially in the States, just it's, it's, it's amazing that he is from the States because like usually you have to go to Russia or to places where at least people have been training parkour for longer or free running for longer than America to find that kind of, um, skill level. Um, he was really ahead of his time, I think in some ways. And, um, you know, he, his, he brought a whole community basically. Um, I I don't know. I'm not giving Dante all the credit. I'm just saying, I know he's a, he's a tent pole in that Colorado Springs community and he's a tent pole in the broader Colorado community. And he's a tent pole in just the broader United States community, and he's a goddamn tentpole in the whole global community, as far as I'm concerned. So if you um, don't know who he is, again, you should definitely go check him out. He's one of uh, my good friends, and I was super excited to have him on today, or yesterday, to be fair. And um, yeah. Dante's the man. Uh, he's got a lot of interests. Uh, he's a good. He's a gamer. We talked about some gaming stuff. He's a crypto enthusiast. He turned me on to cryptocurrency and the whole world of blockchain, um, and I'm thankful for that. And he's just a, a smart, intelligent, young buckaroo. So uh, I'll let him, you know, just be on in a few minutes here. But um, what else do I have to say? Uh, we. We have uh, some hotline calls coming in. I, I was going to maybe intro this episode with the hotline call, but I'm thinking I'll just let a few stack up and we can address them again. Um, let me know what you guys think. Would you guys rather have a, a height drop hotline episode where we just kind of do all the calls? Or should I just do a call like every every so often as they come in, just like in the intros like this? Kind of up to you guys at this point. I uh, I don't really have a preference at the moment. But I appreciate you guys listening. Um, I really want to just keep doing these. They're, they're getting more and more fun every week. We're getting the, the vibes going. I'm getting some good feedback. We've gotten a few great reviews on iTunes. I really appreciate all you guys that threw out the five-star reviews. Much love to everyone that's uh, supporting the podcast out there. And um, 
Without further ado, I'll see you guys at the end of the episode with a few words. But here we are coming to you from my living room once again in Boulder, Colorado at the Maxwell apartment number 11. Son, Dante Grazioli and I talking about all kinds of things. Namely, by the way, I should, if you don't know, Dante suffered a fucked up hip injury like a couple of months ago. One of the most savage things. And uh, we will have that posted to the Instagram account so you can get the, the story behind or you're getting the clip in front of the story that is happening behind the scenes in this episode. Hopefully that made sense. I tried to wind my way through that one. All right. I love you guys. Thank you again for listening. Here's Dante. Games or whatever. You can't even show cleavage? Like they crack down on it sometimes. Twitch is like they really don't You're want their... You're not supposed to even like take your... Like if your guy like taking your shirt off on Twitch isn't okay. Like obviously like that's good that it's like for both or whatever. But like... You compared, can't even show com- some Compared nip- to YouTube, Twitch actually does crack down a lot more. Dude, Free the Nipple is going to be mad at Twitch soon then. Huh? <laughs> the whole movement's getting thrown off by the Twitch yeah, dude. streamers. <laughs> Why is that, you think? They, just, they don't want their platform to become completely about just sexy gaming? Yeah, well, I think for a while it was a big deal because, you know, it's it's very clickbaity. And, like, the girl streamers would have really big, like, sections on their games of, like, them. And then they just have, like, ridiculous cleavage for... <laughs> so, I was like, I, I could see why. Like, but at the same time, it's, like, it's hard to decide, like, who gets cracked down on and who doesn't. And you're like, that's too much cleavage. That's just enough. Yeah, what about the girls that don't have cleavage? <laughs> they can't even use their... Well, they're not, they're not going to get a lot of subscribers anyways. But then, like, they're, they're being discriminated against. True. Sort of. I mean, yeah. Because some girls are getting away with a little bit of cleavage. Yeah. What if their shirt's see-through? So you can see cleavage, but it's behind, like, fabric. I really don't think that would fly on Twitch. The, That's like, not going to fly even? No. What about, like, nipple? Like, you have to wear a bra underneath? I don't know. Dude, this is so interesting to me. We, dude, just maybe we'll have to look into the, the community. I wonder if, like, Twitch is... guidelines. I wonder if Twitch is founded on, like... Puritan principles or if there's like whoever founded it was like religious in any way if that's part of the reason I don't think so because it's video game stuff and everybody knows that video games are you know the devil's work (laughs) those are the dark arts as they say (laughs) exactly yeah but uh I think it was a dude there's like a dude named Justin Wong there's a lot of Justin Wongs out there but this Justin Wong is the guy who made Twitch although I feel like he left Twitch recently he might have like hey you're fucking it up <laughs> in the background down back there. Oh. I mean, it's just tough. Like, welcome to High Drive, everybody. I don't know if I'm going to include that part in the beginning, but I think I might. I think it's interesting. We're talking about titties on Twitch. And uh, we don't know what necessarily if there's a problem or the, not. we got to read the community guidelines. See, community see guidelines. They, see where they draw their line in the sand. Well, Twitch is huge these days. Yeah. Twitch and it's not just for gaming now. Like, you could potentially have a parkour stream on Twitch. Really? If you could pull it off, like, well enough to get people. A stream? People. What would yeah. that, would just like... Uh, say you stream a session of training and you just have a live stream of your phone and then you mm. go and talk and answer questions or whatever. But I was, You know what? That's interesting. I was thinking about doing <clears throat> Hype Drop Live. Yeah. Like, and it's a like podcast. Doing, yeah. They do podcasts on Twitch. Like, yeah. you can do that stuff now. I don't know if the podcast has to be about gaming or not. I don't think it does anymore. What do you think about like YouTube live versus Twitch live then? Is like, what are the... Dude, honestly, I don't know anybody who matter. watches YouTube live or like really? really uses it. Like, 
I don't know. Anytime I've used it, it was just when I saw like SpongeBob randomly streaming on YouTube and I was bored or something. <laughs> well, I feel like a lot of big platforms are using YouTube, but like a lot of but YouTube's also indie like indie or like I've underground. YouTube's also losing a lot of their user base because of all the stuff they've been doing lately. What kind of stuff are they doing? Like they're they're cracking down on a lot of people, which is obviously good. But I would say in some ways they're over cracking down. Like I mean, like a lot of gun videos and stuff are kind of getting like like. People. Oh yeah, I've heard about some of this. And then also, um, you know, the way you could make money on YouTube before is now super hard to make money on YouTube compared to uh, before if you're a smaller person. Yeah. Because you have to have. You have to have 10,000. The amount of hours watched. So like me, I was a partner before. Yeah. Not a partner anymore because I don't upload Even that often. Even you don't. Yeah, damn, because dude. Because I need to I have, got I got yeah. the emails too. They were like, yeah, yeah, guess what? Your account's not good enough, bro. Yeah. Peace. So, so if you're not, it's not even about, well, it's more, you know, quantity than quality now. So like, yeah, you got to have this many minutes watched. So it's like, if you only have, you know, this many like three to five minute videos, it's going to be really hard to do that. So a lot of people kind of mad about that and. Yeah, they're Twitch, shooting themselves Twitch the has the partnerships. Twitch has donations and stuff like that. Mm. So, oh, so it's kind of like Patreon mixed with YouTube in a way. Yeah, because you can get donations, donations. and people subscribe to you and, and there's like other stuff like that. See, that's where they need the... I mean, again, we were, we're like what brought us into that before we started recording was ASMR. People are doing like weird donation stuff Yeah, on Twitch. Yeah. And they're like whispering sweet nothings in your ear. I watched my first like... <laughs> erotica asmr the other day just kind of by accident i was like actually like trying to put on some like little meditation music to go to bed or something like i was just like oh i just need something like relaxing in the background yeah and i saw some girl making some like weird she was so sensual about it i'm like this is for fucking freaks this is not for this is not for hey, people man, who want to go to bed judge. i'm not, not hey not I'm, we're, people, all freaks. Yeah, we're all freaks i'll agree not for people who want to go to it bed it wasn't for people that want to go to bed at least immediately. it was for people that want to go to jerk off and then go to bed so this <laughs> that's, girl that's making a two-part plan kissing sounds and like that's where they snuck it in it was like in the description it was like "Ooh, this is kissing asmr it's like okay but dude the sound she was making you close your eyes you're like if you heard that in the next room that ain't kissing all i'm saying yeah, go look well, at it. Go, go check it out you disgusting actually you know no judgments but it is kind of a weird thing to get into i feel like well and Internet that's sounds. that's why it works too is it's like it's a very niche group of people but mm. you know you're one of the only people who's going to supply for them and also you know they're very dedicated to uh well, that <laughs> whatever that that's thing what's so is. interesting about the jobs like people are getting like, the internet and shit's changing like the the landscape of what jobs are like now you're like your your entrepreneurs are like all right i'm gonna make uh some subtly sexual sounds on the internet into like mm. microphones yeah it's instead the of internet like I'm made gonna make everyone shoelaces. a little bit more of a whore <laughs> in like, some way a little bit yeah god damn i'm i'm, I'm right there with them whore yeah. myself out right now whore my voice out for you i mean yeah i mean you gotta decide whether or not it's better or worse you know would I you rather whore yourself out a little bit or you want to do, you know, manual labor? It's the world's <laughs> oldest profession, right? That's what they say. It's been around for this long for a reason. They've just refined it it's so well. the best well. one. Just sell yeah. yourself. That's what they say in the meetings. Get That's those what Tony clicks, Robbins says. Those... Sell yourself. Or something, have probably. He doesn't that, mean it that way. Have you seen but... that, uh, that Black Mirror that's, like, all about everybody getting raided socially? Is that the one where the guy's, like... He, like... 
there's like little points and he has to buy like his toothpaste with little points and shit no, like that. No, no. That's Which, a good one. That's but, a good one. But I like that no, one. No, there's one where, yeah, everybody has this social media app and you, it's kind of like rating Uber drivers except for you just rate people. Oh, really? <laughs> so, shit. So like if you have an experience with a person, then right after you say, oh, that person's a, that was a five or whatever. And then everybody <laughs> gets judged based on the ranking for everything. You know, so like uh, if you want to go do a job or if you want to you know, be friends with other people or whatever, they're going to like check your your stars. This guy is an eight on the friends. <clears throat> and dude, like there's that kind of stuff is actually happening in China now. Damn. Like where you have to be in this program and it's like a social, I like you get credits future. and stuff for. Yeah. Is that the future? Is that the future we want to live in even? It's scary. I, I don't. I feel like it doesn't, like in theory, it could be actually what makes it some of this work like eventually people like you get out of for being a piece of shit but most people aren't being pieces of shit and everyone's too quick to jump on that train and, it's and then like, it's like it ba- it backfires it's like yeah. all right then no one wants to take part like like obviously we don't like right now i wouldn't either i would like don't sign me up for that yeah but it's because no one like has a nuanced opinion like it just it's so many like outrage just people wanting to get outraged rather than like right, is this outward outrage worthy yeah probably not this guy like didn't tip his cab driver. Maybe the cab driver was a dick. All right. Maybe he rated the cab driver a zero too. That's that, that's, that's why you keep a camera in there. If you're if you're a cab driver or like an Uber driver and you don't have a camera in your own car, you fucked up, dude. That's a dangerous job. It really is. <clears throat> didn't someone like get murdered by a bunch of Uber or like a lot Uber, of a bunch of murder, Uber drivers? Oh, dude. There's there's been quite an amount of of like Lyft and Uber drivers that get robbed and murdered and like. <laughs> It's crazy. It's one of the more dangerous jobs, I think. Like, well, that's going away too, dude. Fast or uh, self-driving cars. Although <laughs> Tesla's you, tanking right now, aren't they? Well, what's going on? One of their uh, cars killed somebody. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It so. wasn't. There was another incident, wasn't there? I thought I heard of even more than one. There, Maybe there, there might have been like two or something. The one I'm thinking of, it was like this. I think it was a lady walking their bike or something across the street. I mean, it was it in the video looks really dark, but apparently I've heard it's well lit, whatever. But mm. if you watch the video, because there's a video of it, like right up until it happens. Oh yeah, I did see that and online. Yeah, yeah that, the guy's not paying attention. No, not at and, all. And um, that guy, isn't it weird that like the guy just looks like the guy that you're thinking of? <laughs> like picture a guy driving at night. That hits some fucking lady walking the street. Yeah. Some poor old lady. Like, I don't know why I said phone. fucking. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, it is a self-driving car, but it's like they're not there yet. You should he just be more attentive. Looks like... But at the same time, it, in the video with how dark it is, like to be able to react to that. So I can't really yeah, say yeah. it. Like, well, that's like... But yeah, because of the video, it looks probably <laughs> yeah. way darker. Like, and, I'm sure like if re- you had your regard, eyes open peripherally. like... The thing that's harder with this is legal liability and stuff. But we, I th- would hope that most people know that like... By the time we're getting more and more self-driving cars and they're like becoming regular, like that's going to bring casualties down a Way lot. Down. Yeah, yeah. Because you got to break a few eggs, anyways. Will... It's like, oh, you don't think they <laughs> killed some people making Model T? You don't think they killed some people just like learning how to combust fuel? Come on. Yeah. Well, now it's electric, but like they, you know, Ben Franklin got his dick singed off when he was out there with the key in the in the. <laughs> no, in the that kite. was his son. He yeah. Made, he made his son get his dick singed off for him because Benjamin was oh, a yeah. smart man. <laughs> Early to bed, early to rise. William, get the fuck out there and get struck by lightning, goddammit. Take this kite. <laughs> You're doing God's work, son. Yeah. Yeah, damn, dude. I mean, that sucks, though. That sucks for that family, but I think, yeah, ultimately, it's like this is this is going to be better for health and yeah. society. Except for, what is it? I don't know the percentage, but 
there's like a it's a huge it's one of the biggest jobs or it might be like one of one of the top two or top jobs that people young young men have like the dangerous group mm-hmm. aka like young men that have like high testosterone and they want to like do things like yeah. parkour like the, at least that's a healthy place to channel the aggression or the uh, the the energy that sometimes is associated with that yeah young adolescent to young men stage all these guys are doing cat or lift and uber driving and then they're going to be out of job out of a job i've heard people express a lot of concern for that just like what yeah, the fuck I are mean, these people gonna what are these men gonna do yeah they're gonna feel worthless truckers truckers i feel like truckers might go before the kind oh, of ride service are, yeah, stuff does for sure it's just yeah and yeah. i think of like when i think of people like doing uh mass shootings and stuff i feel like they could drive a truck <laughs> Just to follow my paranoia, just to just to just to jump on the paranoia for the everyone. The automaton stick our dude. I feel like someone who's driving a truck for the last fifty years. I would imagine that person 15. has to be at least somewhat meditative. You're probably right. Actually, I take it back. I don't know anything about like truck driving. I'm sure they're like nothing but good, honest working, hard working Americans. They do a lot for us. <laughs> I'm, I love it. Yeah, my packages always come on time for the most part. Sometimes early. It's amazing it all works. Yeah. But also, <laughs> you wouldn't get into a fucking semi-truck unless you had to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's something creepy about a dude well, that just like is alone in that cab all day long. Well, I mean, it's like your home, dude. You live in it pretty much. They have like curtains. They got little yeah. beds and stuff they, in there. Yeah, yeah, they have like a whole... It's Although... I don't know why I know this, but like truck driving apparently has gotten a lot less lucrative uh, in the past few years because they do a lot more to track your miles and track you uh. as you're doing your job. And uh, apparently it's gotten to a point where like it, you have to lawfully stop for breaks and stuff. Uh. And so even if you were 10 minutes away from your house after driving like a really long stretch, you would have to stop your truck and, and sleep there or stop there. Because they're they know you know and killing the soul of these truck driving. It's interesting to think about like the way that like cell phone apps and stuff are getting like intrinsic to almost any job. Yeah, no, it's like most delivery drivers like for you know pizza places and stuff. It's like they're just using their cell phone and stuff. That's like they need that. Yep, it's crazy. We're entering strange. We we, it's like almost like wonder if we're just one day. I mean, that's the fear. I guess that's the constant. with all this technology and all the advancement, it's like, are we ever just going to be so far away from where we came from that we just can't go back all of a sudden? We're like, oh shit, we like, we're, I mean, we already are there. In, in a sense, but we're, like, we're I mean, much like, far in a past. Bad it's way. like, can we go back to being the ancestors, ancestors gonna, of chimpanzees? We haven't chimpanzees, like, really wanted to go you know? back, though. Like, for the most part, as a society, we like the, like, well, and we've, the thing we've is, continued to push going forward. Going back, it's, it's to think of it in more of a time than a lifetime. So, like, to come up in whatever generation, it's yeah. going to be hard to say, I wish I was a younger generation, especially with the advances in technology and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. It's hard to think that we well, haven't we been making progress. We've got past the atomic bomb and we haven't died yet. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. People <laughs> yeah. are still worried about that Luckily, one, right? not, rightfully so. Uh, we haven't, you know, used any of those in a while, which is pretty good. <laughs> we have a lot of them. <laughs> that's the, yeah, that's what's nuts. I think the fact that we have them still, they're not going off. But, but you know, you can't, you can't get rid of them. Nobody's going to get rid no of them. No one's getting rid of them. <laughs> Everyone wants to have the bigger bomb still. 
Well, I mean, like, it's Didn't the like, government you, just make, would, like, a bomb? Like, like so, someone just came out with a plane that can fly, like, over the radar. And then we, as because we're the U.S., we always have to fucking do it one more. Mm-hmm. One-upsmanship. We go, oh, we have, guess what? Ours goes, like, twice as high as yours. And we could drop a bigger bomb out of it. <laughs> like, I read that somewhere. Like, we're, like, someone did, like, a 30, let's say it's a 30,000 megaton bomb mm-hmm. from, like, 15,000 feet. We're, like, fuck you. We got a 30,000 <laughs> foot, 100 megaton bomb. Yeah, man, dude, that stuff's a lot of money in those. And then we just—it's funny to think like how many millions of dollars just explode like that, dude. It does. Oh my god. <laughs> That's, yeah, I wonder <laughs> how much money is like, tied up in all these unarmed bombs. We're not even using them. <clears throat> I feel like we should start setting some off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's mix it up, man. We're just. We're just sitting on our toys now. I feel like it's well, just... Well, I mean, dude, who knows? World War Three could be in the making. I mean... I've heard it. I've heard the world, the terms World War Three. It's trending. It's trending. It's trending. <laughs> world War Three is trending right now, guys. Could All be right. the sign. Yeah. We'll just have to check on, like, Putin's Twitter, I think. Oh, my God, That's when we'll know. <laughs> this is not going to be a funny conversation when there's actually, like, shrapnel, like raining from the sky it's it's hard to think with like how much social media and connection people have from like country to country and stuff it's hard to think that like there's gonna be like many more huge wars yeah it feels like we yeah already i feel like you don't i want to be optimistic about it i guess but like i feel like you can't go back to (laughs) world war status like we shouldn't be doing that like, I, I think I we think, should all recognize I, I like, world leaders. Most tend to, people know that too. Yeah. You know, and uh, it was like most people know it wasn't worth it. You know, yeah. Like as much as we can be like, oh, look at all the technology and like, all, like it wasn't worth all the loss of life. Yeah. Ultimately, it's not good. But it's weird, like because history repeats itself. It seems like sometimes you feel like, all right, well, what are we due for next? Like, are yeah. we actually due for another world I war? I think Mark Zuckerberg's probably Hitler. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably right. It's going to be private enterprise now. That is like I think that that's going to be the shift. Is almost like the who's the who's the guy that owns Amazon? Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. These tech billionaires are going to be like the next contend. That's going to be like the government's going to try to control them. Well, yeah, they're going to have well, like, they have more control over us than the government does. Exactly. So then they're going to try. They're going to leverage their their connection to the public. Yeah. Against the governments, and there's going to be like. A fight over the public or some weird shit, I feel like. Yeah. It's going to be like Star Wars, hopefully. Because <laughs> then anything. maybe that's how you get superpowers. That's when the force comes in. Like once it really once hits it gets, the fan. Once shit hits the fan, then then like the universe like gives you magical that's powers. That's when the Metachlorians get discovered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They've been there all along. That's what, like, that's what that little thing, that pit in your stomach when you just feel like you know what I, yeah. freaking, I yeah. think I still have magical powers you know like when I was a little kid and when I turned 11 and I thought like Hagrid was gonna from, come bum rushing through my door and tell me like I'm a wizard <laughs> that feeling it's still like a it's little dim there. thing in my like yeah. in my uh, yeah. soul somewhere. I'm just like there's still there's still something you're a wizard Brandon I'm fucking wizard man you're I swear wizard. Just, you guys will see <laughs> anyhow uh, if you guys don't know what you will because you've read the title, this is Dante Grazira. Dante Grazioli. Hey. <laughs> and uh, we're happy to have him back on the podcast. First time on the actual new reboot podcast. But he was actually a veteran of the 
it's true of the podcast before coming in hot once once one time one beautiful conversation ago where uh, dylan sat in a chair do you remember that what happened what was what? dylan doing the whole time he was just on his computer in the other room like all day oh, that day was it that would we did the podcast when we were at the we Airwith Academy. That's when we did it. Mm-hmm. Remember because Ludwig walked in? No shit. Yeah, you're right. It's all coming back to me now. We, yeah, like, we were sitting at, at that like, picnic, all those picnic <laughs> tables at Airwith. And Dylan didn't move the whole day. <laughs> he, he, I don't know why he took that one day. He's like, I'm going <laughs> to. He just took a I'm whole gonna day. I'm going to work on this computer. And he, <laughs> dude, he planted in that chair all day. It was immaculate. fucking roots by the end of the day, man. He had focus. Yeah. Man can focus. But yeah, that's when it was. Uh, when, 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 was that 2015? 2015, dude. April. The Helm's Deeper Tour. Another. It was fun. It was really fun, dude. Thank God you were on that trip. You were like some of the best like moments of us like, just <laughs> shit talking and laughing. Because there were times because I was like super stressed uh, just working on the film yeah. that I needed that. Yeah, no, I had, I had. I could always count on you to just not give a shit about <laughs> anything that was like, you know, weighing on me. And like, you never had more negative energy to, or any other, any negative energy to bring. You're always just like, well, whatever. It depends on how you take my complaining. Some I people take it seriously. I love your complaining. <laughs> Sometimes because I can talk serious. shit to you when you're complaining, and you. You'll take it, yeah, or talk shit back, or whatever. Well, I gotta, I gotta stand up for myself. You can't complain, and somebody's <laughs> like, "Dude, you're bitching." You're like, "You're right." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how love. You'll fucking like argue back. You're like, "No, this is stupid." <laughs> like, you know, this sucks. Yeah, you know, this is shit. <laughs> there was a Yo, couple you times. You and Amos would go back and forth for hours sometimes about like what the what the situation was. Was it actually it was fun or not? And it, uh, it was, it was always really good because of the argument yeah no i mean i had fun the whole way of course but no yeah i do remember a couple times that were rough like Dude. cambridge cambridge was the it worst was amazing and beautiful best and worst part of the trip yeah in my opinion i did dude, carrying my suitcase like everywhere we went and like you couldn't really oh my god you couldn't really do fucking... the roller thing because like the, the yeah, everything was too bumpy <laughs> yeah. it was so like you had to kind of just carry your heavy ass suitcase and we went to a lot of different places <laughs> Dude, we went back and forth across Cambridge like three times that day. Yeah. And we were certain every time we did it that it was the only time we were going to have to do it. <laughs> we're like, all right, we got to go over here. We're going to set our bags off and we'll go out and train. And then like we didn't set them down. We just had and to like, we got kicked, we got out, kicked lot, out. So And then we had to like go to the other, like, all right, we'll go to the other side of town. We'll drop our bags off there at this guy's house. And that guy was like, nah, man, my fucking family's like, well, you can't come here actually. And we're like, God damn it. We ended up on that Grand Arcade, like, oh my god, we had to carry our what fucking a blur. And I slept literally on. <laughs> I slept. I got two blankets, and I used one of them as like my mattress, and so I was just super. And then we cold. slept in that. What was it like a Starbucks? Afterwards, S- slept in the, Starbucks next the morning, whole next day, yeah, because we didn't get like. <laughs> yeah, I got zero. <laughs> Only links. Max was like, "I feel great." Yeah, Max. Max was so insanely prepared. <laughs> he had his little he was tent. Like, he had a full tent, like. He, unra- he folded it out. Like, we, we got up in the next day. I was the first one up because, like, I was literally in agony all night. Like, I was freezing. Yeah. And, like, I got up and I just, like, as soon as the sun came out, I started making noise because I was like, <laughs> these fuckers are getting up. We're getting out of here. And, like, Max comes out. He's like, oh, can we, like, hang out for a little bit longer? And I'm just like, 
I think we did. Anyways, That's the Max, but I was dude. just like, <laughs> you can't Max say was no. super prepared. He's like, I, I slept great. Like, and, and all all of us just had to be like, we're the dumb ones. Like, we are the dumb he ones. He did everything right. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. He had the full setup. His bag was loaded up with perfect like amenities. He he could he just took out a little thing. I of took canned a chance, beans baby. And cooked it. <laughs> I took a chance. My my whole body was so fucked up after that trip carrying those bags around the whole time. Dude, I I bruised my hill in Cambridge and I just had to walk on it everywhere. Oh, do you remember I smacked my face on that scaffolding? Yes, dude. I still wish more people like knew about that. Dude. I wish there was like a, like film or something. That's no like such a crazy it. story. You should like retell it a little bit if you dude, can. Tell me if you remember it. But yeah, this is what happened. We were like on the Grand Arcade. There was some scaffolding up there for whatever reason. And uh, this is the Grand Arcade, for those who don't know, is the famous Cambridge spot, one of the famous Cambridge spots um, in, as, as seen in uh, Long Hair Big Chief, Professor Long Hair Big Chief. That's like the best place to think the about it. big roof gap. Big roof gap, the iconic roof gap. You see Kai and, and Phil doing the gap. Kai jumps it, Phil strides it. Anyhow, up there. And i don't know why i did this exactly i just like started swinging on this bar and there's like all these scaffolding and some of them were like ladders that were just loose on top of the bars yeah but of course you assumed everything was bolted down i I don't know why i literally don't know why i thought (laughs) well i I don't think think any of us knew there was just like like it's kind of weird to think there's scaffolding bars and then there's bars just laying on the bars yeah 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 i guess it doesn't make sense to just be laying there but i think i remember even looking at it and going like uh I should probably check that. Ah, <laughs> Didn't check it. His last words. Did like a 10 foot lache pre. Like it wasn't huge, but it wasn't small. And then I, I don't really remember the fall, but like it was a, the feet just instantly gave out and I fell like through the scaffolding, the like just straight down a little and bit hit, on the way down. Hit yeah. My arms and my cheek, like on the way down my cheek, like yeah, you, like scratched it or scraped it. Right. I bounced my cheek off the rail, but it didn't hurt like that much. I just like was, yeah, I just remember I was standing scary. around there and I might've seen it a little bit in the corner of my eye, but I definitely heard it. Cause that the bar is sliding on the thing and then like falling <laughs> off is loud. But yeah, like you just like, it was a pretty far drop, like, you know, down to just, like, the little pebble type yeah. stuff, I think. And then, yeah, yeah it was like, over there my was head a height. lot more scaffolding it down. It was over like, my head height, yeah. And I thought, like, <clears throat> once the, once my feet gave way, I was, like... Take me. I, like, I was in... I don't know. I just, like, went blank. Like, my body was, like, just in the zone, I guess, like, trying to prepare for the worst. Yeah. And then when I, like... And it, it was hard to come out of that. I got out of it, and I was, like, literally, like, movie-style, like, feeling around. Like, am I okay? Like, what the fuck? And I, I, I could feeling. feel my cheek hurt a lot. Yeah. And... And it didn't hurt that much, but I could feel like that's where like the worst thing that happened happened, because I hit my face on the fucking bar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you usually don't want to hit your face, not the money maker. I thought I was bleeding for sure. I thought I had a, probably a big cut or a gash in my cheek. I yeah. thought I like, split my it cheek open. Like one. Like, it was I just like it a looked, bump, though. It, it wasn't. It like you know, it the, had the, like a shape though. It was a little bit of rouge. Mm-hmm. It was like a little bit of rouge. Like I was blushing. The shot, actually, the beginning shot where I'm like trying to look all sexy. Yeah. In the beginning of the film, where I'm like everyone's titles, it like their credit is running in yeah. the beginning of what, happened. what happened that that's actually the footage i took that footage just so i could see how my face looked because i thought it was bleeding i was like yeah. Dylan, i want to see my face like <laughs> and he was like you look fine i was like really how can i look fine i couldn't believe that i looked fine yeah and so i was like take some footage of my face yeah no that was that was gnarly dude like that's kind of scary like it's scary to think about trying like jumping to a bar that's not <laughs> that's just laying on dude, scaffolding and you don't know that that's what i learned is like i would 
I couldn't have fallen any better in a way. Yeah. Like the fact that I didn't know, like made it so that I like committed wasn't more freaking to like, out. Yeah. I was just like, all right, I'm just in it. No. Yeah. That's, that's cool. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. That was nuts though. There's so many moments like that. I feel like I shouldn't be doing parkour and that was one of them. <laughs> I have like, these weird well, like internal just, struggles that, where I'm like, if I fall like that, I should just quit. I should just not be doing the sport. Like that's- sometimes I feel that way, dude. <laughs> There's just like I'm like, if this happens, I want to quit. <laughs> <laughs> that's my line. I'm weak like that, guys. I hope you guys are stronger than me. But that's just like, I mean, in a way, I'm strong too because I build myself back up and I keep doing it anyways. Yeah. No, I just- think like one thing about parkour people that I don't know if a lot of people realize or whatever is just like almost everybody's injured in some way at all times. <laughs> yeah. That's not a, that's not a great sign for our sport. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's not, but, but I think that's at the like same also, time, that's like, like why it's glorious. Yeah. yeah. It's why there's glory in it because it's, it's all about the comeback to do. Yeah. You're always fighting to come back up the little hill or the like little challenge that kind of bested you or like, mm-hmm. you know, and, People don't like to take losses, like, especially when it's a, it's a completely personal, you know, self-developmental kind of uh, activity. So, like, <laughs> take an L that hard that you're like, I thought I could do this and you just can't. Yeah. Or you hurt yourself or something. It's like, you want to, you want to conquer it. You want to conquer the human psyche. Dude. Yeah. That's why I think I love watching fighting so much because it embodies all of that. And it's even more like even if you win, you might get the shit kicked yeah. out of you. One thing that I, but I guess that's parkour too. Like even if you're doing everything right, you you run into chronic injuries. You run into like just yeah. issues. No like one's perfect. Well, like it, no greater example than like and this might be a good segue or not. Um, like your your latest and most savage injury that you've ever had. <laughs> like you've never had more experience. You've never been more prepared and more like probably like. I mean, I don't know. Maybe not prepared, but like I would you, say, yeah. you probably hadn't been training as much as like because maybe yeah. I had ought to. I was a little bit off, yeah. as it was getting you know wintry. <laughs> so I would say like I, I you know I, I'd say I retained most of my skill and stuff, but I would say I, I maybe wasn't as sharp or as on point as when I'm like you know really mm-hmm. you know regularly training. But even that aside, it's like the person. You had the most experience in that gym. You'd been training the longest. I would I would consider you, I don't know if you will take this or not, but I would consider you the highest level athlete in the gym, especially like in terms of parkour and free running. Like you had the most experience and skill and you had the fucking most savage injury. And it wasn't because you were trying something that was like particularly difficult for you. It was just yeah. like, and that's again, usually when we get injured, but yeah, fuck. You want yeah. to go into that? Tell us, tell, tell, tell people the story. For those who don't know. All right. This is the story of Dante's most so, savage injury. So I was going to the uh, Apex Louisville gym to, we were going to film a video. And uh, so I brought a couple friends. I thought it'd just be fun. You know, we're just going to go hang out. I haven't seen some people in a while. We're going to, we're going to jump on stuff, maybe film a couple lines. It'll be fun. So, you know, we go, we show up. It is fun. We're having a good time. We're all training. It's cool. There's not quite as many people as I thought there was going to be, but you know, whatever. It's like easier yeah. to do stuff, I'd say in that way. And there yep. was a lot of people that I haven't seen in a while that I really wanted to see. So that was cool. Yeah, it was a high density of like the the hot figures in the community. Yeah. It was a good it was a good although later on we realized that there was weird vibes the whole night. But I would agree. But 
Aside from the weird vibes, everyone was stoked. I was stoked to see you there. Yeah. All that was like, I was like, damn, this is a good group. Yeah. So we're having our good group training. And uh, yeah, there's just this kind of line. Like I, like I said, I hadn't been training a lot uh, super recently. So I wasn't trying to like push myself super hard, especially, uh, you know, for this video, which I was just like, oh yeah, I'll do this. So I'm, I'm just trying to do some like, you know, some good stuff. And I find this line that I thought was pretty fun where I was like going and doing this cat leap and then doing the cat 180 into stride and kind of like front flip over to another box. And then on the second box land kind of in the walkout of split legs into a double a twist. And, uh, I, I had done a couple where I just did the a twist or like I messed up a little bit and we filmed it or I did one where I did the a twist and like gyroed it and I wanted to clean it up. And then, yeah, right after that, uh, I, I tried to send a really good one, say this is going to be my last one, and it was, but <laughs> not for the right reasons. Um, my toes on the very back of the box basically kind of touched and then slipped off. So then my front leg was up on the box, but I was still traveling forward, you know, for, and uh, yeah. yeah, my leg and my knee both kind of bent towards me in a weird way. I went a little sideways. Because well, you're kind of like torqued up. You're ready. Oh, I was super up. torqued up. You're loading super up. Super loaded up yeah. for a really That's powerful That's like what people like, might not understand, I think. Like even, you know, I don't know who listens to this always, but he's like about to do, he's flipping into a landing and out of that landing, he's doing a Yeah, the, flip the front flip two, was a, a setup. Yeah, it's a, fr- it's a setup to, it's a, f- what, 540 degrees of rotation with yes. a front flip. Yeah. And like to get that 540 degrees, He's torqued on his like he's he's wound I'm up. I'm ready to rip it. He's wound so up. I'm ready kind of turned whip. over to my right yeah. side and I'm ready to whip it over to my left yeah. as I throw my chest down. And yeah, I miss my back, back leg just and, and just kind of look like I fold in half for a second. And yeah, so then immediately like you know, lots of pain in my hip, lots of pain in my knee. I could tell I couldn't really like move it or like put it where it needed to be, and I could tell it was in a lot of pain. So I was like, okay, I probably either broke my hip or I dislocated it. That's your initial um, thought. That's what you yeah, came out of it my already. Just like, uh, yeah. Without even seeing it, have you seen it? Have you looked down yet? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I like curled into like a kind of fetal and was yeah. like holding it already because it felt, you know, like I didn't want it to move because yeah. it hurt so bad. And then, yeah, you yeah. let out a scream that I'd never like heard you <laughs> scream like that. And it wasn't like, it just was like, oh, that's anguish. That was like, agony. That yeah. was ang- there was, agony. There's some that agony wasn't in like, it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's real pain. <laughs> That's yeah. like either either he just remembered like a deep dark secret <laughs> about his past or or he just some- got a new one. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that was fucked. I mean you're Yeah, the way you folded, like if you see the footage, which most people won't ever Dude, probably No, you should put it up. With Maybe the we thing. should put it up. Well, but make like, it more interesting. You're just put it on Instagram. Like, you definitely the- fold it in half in a way. Like picture your the outside of your like left ankle area, like folding up to your ear in a way. Like that's kind of like how it went, you know? It's like, yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. Dude. It actually was fun though. Like <laughs> the experience that happened after was like completely new to me. And like, I did enjoy it for what I could. You took it like a champ. I'll to say the least. So yeah, now Dante's leg is dislocated. His hips dislocated. Yeah. I think Nick immediately was like, call an ambulance. <laughs> Call 911. Yeah. He was right to do so before I could even say it, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then I just kind of had to wait in agony for a while. I wanted, you know, I wanted it to be fixed immediately because it hurt so bad. But, you know, I, 
I didn't think anybody there knew no what they were doing. And, do that, yeah. you know, we were just going to wait. And then, yeah, getting on the stretcher was really hard and painful. Because they couldn't give you the drugs until you were... Not until I was, like, in, yeah. Like, I think I might have, like, almost little... passed... Like, I felt like I, it was really blurry for me getting in the stretcher to the car. Like, mm. I don't know if they give me drugs yet or what, but, like, that whole part I don't remember a lot of. And I think they tried to give you something, but it was, like, they can't give you, like, the good stuff. Yeah. They couldn't give you any of the good stuff. It was, like... Yeah, they gave you something as they before they moved you or, or right after they moved you, but it wasn't, like... Mm-hmm. It was inconsequential. Yeah. <laughs> so they take you, you don't remember the ambulance ride that much or do you like, I mean, I just remember them trying ride. to help make my leg more comfortable saying, is there any, you know, we had the foam blocks like, propping foam, it up prop foam pick. And cues, I think they're trying to, you know, make sure that's all good. But honestly, any fidgeting around, they tried to do kind of made it more annoying. So I was like, can we just, you know, get there and yeah. like, <laughs> make it go away. <laughs> yeah, Dude, you were in that <laughs> position. I mean, like, like, yeah, it's it's hard for me to wrap my mind around. Like, I don't want to make you relive the whole yeah, the experience because it. But I guess you had some fun. Like, it's crazy to see. Like, we, well, here's what I I picked up. I was like, all right, I, I see him get loaded into the ambulance, and I'm like, I'll see you at the hospital. Like, we'll see you there. That's all, I, or something like that. Yeah. And so, like, a couple of us got and in my car, and there was another car, I think, and we just Which went. Over everybody down the was road. so great, by the way. Everybody was like, <laughs> everybody was really supportive and nice and like helpful. So that was good. Yeah, man. I mean, fuck. I was so glad. I mean, I felt relief when you're when it, you know we'll get there. But like, I get to the hospital and we hadn't got to see you yet. Like, we beat the ambulance there just because they were like again like fidgeting or whatever with you. Yeah. Finally, like I was like they they just told they told me like all right he's here like you can come see him like two of you can come back. So I think me and Christine went back first, and I mean I just. Not, like you were cracking jokes still. You're just like <laughs> well, they, you're in extreme pain, but you're like it's still present enough. That's, to be like, that's kind of how I like, deal with oh, it, though. Yeah, there's you know, like, like I guess I, there's no other thing. I'm to not do. very good at taking things too seriously. So like if I can't make stupid jokes and stuff, like <laughs> it'll probably be a lot harder for me. <laughs> and I was drugged up, so they got me feeling loosey goosey. Give you that fentanyl. Yeah, it wore off pretty quickly. Yeah. To be yeah. fair. No, yeah. Whenever they gave me drugs, like it was, it didn't feel like enough. And like, I would feel a nice rush at first. Like this was probably the, the fentanyl. I'd feel the rush kind of tingly everywhere. And I'd be like, oh, that feels really nice. But so fast, it would just go back to, ow, can somebody put my hip back in place? Like my knee hurts really bad. And you know. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> so we did x-rays. We got drugs. They had to get drugs like three or four and times. Then they the nurse was really x-rays. nice. The nurse was fucked up. Oh, they did double x-rays. Yeah, they did x-rays and then they took a while, maybe gave me some drugs there and then we did x-rays again. I heard that like one of those was like one of the worst parts of it all. Uh, I, I don't really remember yeah. the x-rays that much, but yeah, they did have to move me to get it. Yeah. So Christine that was, said that like it was rough on I one of those. I think I was because, fighting a little bit, yeah, because yeah. they had to move me and like they, it was hard for them to figure out a good place to get me that they could. <laughs> Yeah, Especially I mean, while I'm just in all this pain and it's yeah, just out. It's just, yeah. I mean, th- your femur, think about your femur not being in your hip socket. Like, it's super uncomfortable, as just you can imagine. Just to think about is uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, I can't even imagine what it feels like. Like, yeah. it didn't feel like it was out. Yeah. Like, like I knew that I couldn't move it, but, mm-hmm. like, it didn't feel like the ball of it was out of the joint or anything. Yeah. It just felt incredibly tightened and, mm. like, it's saying, yo, nothing here is moving, yeah. you know, which is good, I guess. So finally, the x-rays come in. I mean, this is literally two. How long was it? It was at least two and a half hours. Obviously, yeah. I don't know because I was, you know, loopy. But it felt like a good hour and a half to two hours from when I had 
gotten it out of place to when they had put it back in. I could look at my text and follow the timeline, but yeah, let's say it's a like it's a healthy two hours. I would say. Yeah. It took a. I mean, just to spend that amount of time in that like position. <laughs> yeah. I would not wish that upon anyone. You took it like super well. I couldn't believe like how. I just couldn't believe like how you were dealing with it. I mean, I guess like your body just rises to the occasion. Your mind rises to the occasion. Um, but like in my own head, I'm just thinking like, Oh my God. Cause we didn't even know yet. Like mm-hmm. if you were going to need surgery, if they were going to be yeah, able to put yeah. it back in, you know, finally the x-rays came back. Not, yeah. Not to mention, I don't have a health insurance. Oh yeah. So. There you go. That's always fun. And, uh, <laughs> called your dad was so funny. <laughs> your dad, you called your dad. You're like, Oh, just let me know. I got the, uh, my hips, I uh, dislocated my hip and, um, he was like, oh, shit. Like, I don't even remember what he said, <laughs> well, but he's like, are you going to be able to get back? You're like, yeah, yeah, I got it. We'll be good. We'll be good. <laughs> You're like pretty confident, but rightfully so, I guess, because x-rays came back. Nothing was broken. You're like, I bend. I don't break or some shit like that. You're like, we, don't, we bend. We don't break, which I thought was hilarious. And then uh, and then they put you under to actually put it back in. Do you remember yeah. any of that? Uh, I think they just kind of tried to relax me. You know, they, they this was after, like, I was cramping up from some of the drugs, and then they gave me, I think, Ativan. And then, yeah, they were trying to just calm me down, and then whatever they were giving me. It might have been through the IV, I think. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, before I knew it, I was waking up, and it was in again, and it felt like... It just felt very relieving and nice yeah. to know that I could move it. Mm. And, like, it still was sore and stuff, but it wasn't the pain that I felt before of, like, incredible discomfort and, like this is wrong, you know? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I felt the weight. Like I was saying earlier, like I felt the relief when I finally saw you sitting up and like, I was like, it looks like, you know, your feet were like outstretched in front of you and they were like both flat and they were like the same length and stuff. And I was like, okay, it must be back in. Like, like even I felt like, Oh my God, it's, it's over. Okay. Like at least this part of it's all over. Then, um, we wheeled you out and, uh, you got in the car and you, End up back and like now obviously yeah, you're, you're training already again. <laughs> yeah, I am training again, but it's nothing like, you know, before. Not yeah. quite yet. I mean, this happened in, I think it was like February 10th, February 14th, somewhere around there. Something like that, yeah. So, you know, it's been around two months and uh, I can, I mean, I, I've been jumping on the trampoline, so that's pretty good. Like I can feel sometimes in my, you know, legs when I'm pulling stuff a little too hard or whatever. So I'm just trying to baby it and just work on mobility and stuff until I, you know, basically the pain goes away completely. And if it doesn't, then I have to, you know, get it checked out and Mm -hmm. look more into it. But it feels like it's healing properly and I'm happy training with where I am right now. Word. Yeah, man. I don't, I think that's one of the newest, um, I think you might be the only one that we've seen from that. You're definitely, you know what I'm saying? Like, you blaze the trail. If anyone ever does that one again, know that you can come back from it. Yeah, it's actually weird that, like, I just thought about, yeah, you don't see that injury, like, maybe ever. I don't know if I've seen it. No, I, I mean, like, so it's one to watch usually out for. you have watch to get out for your distance, kids. Yeah, watch out for your distance. Especially, I think that I think the double A twist is a huge part of that. Oh, of course. I yeah, think, if like, I if you weren't torqued up to for it, or... it wouldn't have done anything, for sure. Yeah, I had and, to get a uh, nice wide stance. Yeah, yeah, I think that, like, that's what's nuts. It's, like, the fact that you can load your body up with that much, like, power. Mm-hmm. Because I heard, like, more statistics on it later. Or someone was talking to me about it. Like, you don't see dislocated hips except from, like, car accidents and shit like that. Like, like <laughs> That's funny. I haven't, I haven't really forces. looked into it that much. I haven't really looked it into it that much It doesn't feel like a either, huge but... deal. 
Yeah. So I, I don't want to try and make it out to be a big deal in my brain. That's good. I think that's like part of like what you got to do if you want to, you know, maintain yeah. like, yeah, I mean, it just depends where you want to go with it. Mm-hmm. You can go like the other direction and be like, all right, I'm just going to be way more scared and cautious of, of that for the rest of my life. Yeah. Or you can kind of like take your path, I think, which is for me now. I know it's like, I can take that and I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. So like, it's not that scary to think about. As long as you're, you know, if you're the type of person to stress out over all the implications and like the social stuff about it, the financial stuff about it, the, the, how long it's going to take to work yourself back, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. Like, I think that's part of the journey. That's kind of like, that's kind of the reason, you know, you want to reflect and learn on these experiences as opposed to just completely forget they ever happened. Yeah. They say that I heard that that memory is like, that's what it's for. If you still remember things, it's because like someone, I think it was like Jordan Peterson or some shit was saying that like the reason you remember things is so that you can learn from them and yeah. like, or it helps you make that orient, new orientation stack. for your worldview to like, we're getting a peace out. I right, hey, peace out, buddy. Hey, peace out. Sorry to interrupt guys. Nick is, uh, Nick Ortiz and Ryan Keenan and uh, Cameron have been here the whole time. Unfortunately, we had to take over the living room. I kind of feel bad. Um, but Nick's leaving now. It's quiet time. It's quiet time. In Dude, the... that quiet place movie. Has anyone seen that yet? I heard it's really good. I don't think I have. Anyhow, um, what I was saying was just like the, uh, the memory is just supposed to be, that's its function. Some yeah. scientists argue is like the whole function of memory is to, learn lessons and orient your worldview so you can move forward with like that new paradigm but and that the fact that you might be remembering or if something is like sticking with you it's because you haven't digested that that Mm -hmm. problem yet yeah that's interesting yeah i think i was reading something you know about i mean just the biology like we're learning so much even now of like neurobiology and the biology of the brain and like Mm -hmm. anxiety and all that kind of stuff and it's really cool. <laughs> like, but I think, I mean, a big thing about how people see the world and how they view that stuff is how they reflect on their own experiences. And like, if you're somebody who wants to negatively, you know, pick apart your experiences more then you're probably going to be a less satisfied person just because mm. of however you, either the way you were brought up or the way you have your habits, you know, it's interesting. So this has been a positive experience then for you. It sounds like. Yeah, it's it, well, I mean, it's an experience I've never had. And like I said, I, I do feel set back, obviously, and I mm-hmm. do still have to work up strength and mobility. But like I did imagine it out to be worse than this. Mm-hmm. And it's I, it's taught me a lot about myself and it's made me more patient and kind of like it helps you kind of visualize, you know, other ways of of, you know, living and appreciating that stuff. I mean, when you can't walk for a while, you immediately appreciate walking, (laughs) you know, and then when you can't drive for a while, you know, and then you appreciate driving and like kind of being able to get granted my mobility and stuff back Mm -hmm. over time has been like really rewarding and nice feeling. That's dope, man. That's like inspiring to hear. Um, yeah, I think that's, uh, we got other people moving in. What's up boys, girls, dogs. Hello. (laughs) Um, Fuck yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's good to see you back. 
and uh i'm impressed that you if you made it i mean already again like you have ways to go but it's impressive to see you back just from like the footage we will put the footage up we'll have to we'll yeah. post it to the, yeah. uh, the high drop on the instagram at least, yeah just so people can see it but like uh, I, I wanted to post it when i first got it but then i was like this is actually like really brutal yeah and like i don't think people like i don't want people to just be scrolling through their timeline and kind of see that like mm-hmm. i'd rather people like have to either search for it a little bit like or ask me for it like mm-hmm. i'll send to people but yeah, so like I, I don't want like I feel like if people just see that like well and it's, it's super, pretty brutal. It's pretty brutal, yeah. It's definitely like, like it's yeah. yeah. I mean like <laughs> it's it's tough to watch. I mean I've, you see it like you see it like that in lots of different videos. Though. I mean skate videos have like those kinds of bells. I think that's what's interesting. We were kind of talk, touching on this earlier. Is like we're entering this era now where the sport is so extreme in some ways that we're gonna start potentially seeing like more like fucking savage injuries oh, bad yeah. injuries the ba- that like the bales are more extreme the risks been have been heightened like yeah. i mean like if you just watch parkour instagram feed now as opposed to a year ago and then you say like how could this go wrong yeah it it, it looks like there's a lot more like <laughs> that wow could this go could wrong. this could a lot easily go a lot more wrong yeah. and of course the athletes are incredibly skilled and they know what they're doing and stuff but that's not to say that like statistically it's not going to happen every once in a while Oh yeah, exactly. And like, and the way, the way people are pushing it, I mean, the flip pregame is going like so far, so fast right now. Yeah. Every and week there's one, a new clip dropping. One big drop thing in. about it is people are they're go- getting the flip pre tech and all that stuff before they really have flip pre ukemi or flip pre bailout methods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. So right. it's like you know, it's like there's not as much of a like progression ladder of like, oh, okay, what do I do if this happens? Like, it's not, it hasn't been worked out by a lot of people. If, yeah. if anyone yet, you know, you don't, you don't see people doing like front pre bounce back super often. Nope. You know, it's usually like you get it or, or you know, hamstring shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> hamstring <laughs> shuffle or your toesies slip out. We just, you just showed me a taco, the most epic taco I've ever seen. Maybe. It's a uh, good one. Uh-huh. I was just cruising around on Instagram Maybe we'll when I found that it. Too. I feel like we might have to just keep posting some some fucked up <laughs> things on iDrop. But I mean, yeah, maybe ask the guy. See well, if he, I mean, guy. he wanted to post this, so maybe he'd like to share it. Oh, I mean, it was it. cool. Yeah. It was like it was super cool, like attempt. Yeah, but anyhow, he missed both feet. He like toesied, and they both slipped out pretty instantly. The wall, yeah, and just flipped right over. And it was like a drop. It was a flip drop. Pretty so. Yeah, I mean, imagine doing a, a fucking flip and a quarter to your <laughs> side of your body. Yeah. Because he still had so much rotation, yeah. he, like, slapped the other yeah. side of the wall. Bad, bad stuff. Yeah, but. I don't know. Like, a lot of people thought when people started doing height stuff, you know, we'd see, like, a lot more, you know, people dying or something. Oh, yeah. So uh, it's good to see that when with people doing, you know, quote-unquote descents, um, you know, we yeah. haven't seen a lot of like videos of people just you know we haven't yeah we haven't horrifically messing that up yeah but um but yeah i I don't know what it is about it seems more of the free runner kind of mindset or these kind of ways that people want to push the sport right now are like very precise Mm -hmm. and in a lot of ways people are pushing uh you know in ways that no one has really acrobatically or anything like that so it's like it's hard to know exactly what could happen if your hand slips or you yeah. know, stuff like that. Yeah. What getting... happens if your hand slips if you're doing a huge con gainer pre, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Like what? What if you hit your head, you know? Like uh, of course this stuff is, you know, in the minds of everyone all the time for, you know, everything or all kinds of stuff, but I feel like specifically now, like 
we're seeing some techniques and stuff get pushed in a way that could either their influence could make less practice practitioners be trying and therefore getting <laughs> That's, hurt. That's, I think, the interesting part. Or like, yeah. incredibly skilled practitioners pushing their limits just a little too far and then, you know, kind of the, the straw that breaks the camel's back or something with one, you know, mess up or something. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. I hope not. Unfortunately. Yeah, obviously, I hope none of that happens. Unfortunately, we're probably going to see both things, like both both athletes that are kind of getting into the – they're not – here's the thing is, like, I want to push push this first forward, or forward first, is that, like, even though we're pushing it all the, in this way, like, mm-hmm. also the resources are becoming better. And, like, yeah. being able to see all these people doing it, and, like, if you're smart about it, there's more – accessible like ways to learn properly and like actually build yourself mm-hmm. up in the right way. And there's a lot of like good advice and, and also whatever, there's good things coming down as much as there's potential. It's just like the nuclear bomb shit. It's like, we're, we're making scarier shit, but we've seemed to be able to get, we're seemingly being able to handle it still. Yeah. You know, it's the same. Yeah. Kind I of feel like, like, yeah, we're it's right now. Most stuff feels decently sustainable. You don't see people dropping left and right yeah. or anything, but I think actually what pushes it is like what you were touching on earlier is like the more and more people that do it, like then the statistics like have to become, yeah. there just has to be more statistical anomalies. Yeah. So like with skateboarding, it's like, there's just so many people trying so many random tricks every day. Of course, like, once in a while you yeah, see some guys see like some face scrapes yeah break off or like <laughs> some guy bounces face off the concrete and sees like go into a God. seizure mode for like 14 and you know yeah like, and they're dealing with speeds and because they have wheels and stuff on their boards they're dealing with like even potentially more yeah complex also than, you know it's it's a different culture different culture yeah like, that's yeah that we, really does make a big difference it does make and a how huge the culture difference. you know kind of gets into their activity and i think that is a difference between parkour you know more parkour oriented uh practitioners to more acrobatic or free running practitioners is i would say the quote-unquote parkour people usually are more uh have traits of like um you know patience and Mm. building yourself up making sure you're ready that kind of stuff where you know a lot of free running is a lot of younger kids yeah and some of them aren't they haven't had to learn a lot of that, you know, why you need that foundation yet. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want them to learn the hard way. <laughs> Me neither. And that's, what's like gnarly about it is like, eventually it all, it all works out. Like people figure it out and like yeah. the kids that see the ladder now, like there's a, there's a way that you, there's like a more of a path now. Like you look at the kid like Verky and like yeah. he understands something about, um, about about movement, you know, and mm-hmm. like it, it's expression. Like he knows what he can do and how he can push the sport. And he's obviously built his building blocks like mm-hmm. in a way that he's actually able to achieve these things. Yeah. And some of these kids that are coming out, like Nahulu's like that, mm-hmm. where they have the skill set and they have the drive to want to like innovate. Yeah. Um, but for every one of those, there's, you know, a lot of people that want to be like them. Exactly. But they want to take shortcuts or mm-hmm. they don't know how that person, you know, yeah. got to where they are. They imagine their training yeah. di- as different or, you know. <sighs> those are the senders, as we like to say. <laughs> those are the sendies. <laughs> the sendies and the senders. I feel like we should start like some weird language with it where it's like, are you a sendee or are you a sender? <laughs> are you sendee or are world, you a sender? Does the world ascend like on to you? <laughs> 
Or do you? I feel like I get too sendy sometimes. Honestly, I feel like I'm one of the parkour practitioners that needs more discipline. Even though I gravitate to those style of movements, well, I have like dude, a little bit. I, of the, I think the sendy mindset is so good sometimes. Like especially if you train that time to where you're like, okay, time to turn my critical afraid brain off mm-hmm. and like at least i feel like i'm pretty good when i just hit that point of like okay i'm just gonna send it or like i'm yeah. just gonna throw it because i can tell i'm being overtly scared for no, yeah, yeah. like you know little reason or whatever i just need to get through the fear of that first one you know yeah then yeah i think it's okay to kind of have that way to meditate that little anxiety away or, yeah when i was very much influenced by skateboarding in a way mm-hmm. because i that was one of the first that was do one it, of the <laughs> yeah i mean like my approach <laughs> to skateboarding like was I mean, just because of the nature of skateboarding like it really does just take that it's some similar to parkour in some ways like if you're ready for it you should just commit to it and oh you yeah. should be fine oh yeah you know and there is more building blocks that go into it but like that's actually the approach that i think like people don't necessarily understand that you know the elite it's always the same approach at the elite level mm-hmm. like they have to kind of know that they're ready for these things before they go for them otherwise they're going to get injured doing them and then they, they would know that because they're at that level yeah and uh, and everybody's doing at least like some sort of little testers and stuff to yeah. at least get a decent gauge on like but you're experiencing when you're younger you too your body's more malleable like you can kind of take the impacts you can take more falls you can take more damage yeah and bounce back really easily from it and so that's where oh, i yeah. think like my habits kind of like got a little bit askew is i was relying on my body's ability to take punishment and take damage and regenerate and regenerate yeah yeah and like now that i don't regenerate as fast like that's how i was made aware of that Mm -hmm. and like now like you know as i'm entering my late 20s i'm like oh things are adjusting i've had to adjust my approach to my training yeah and uh it's better it's a smarter approach Mm -hmm. it's a more measured approach but it's um it's definitely different than like and you, know, you can, you can even get more satisfaction my... and stuff too. Cause yeah. you know, when I think back to a lot of my like video highlight moments or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, usually, you know, knowing I did that challenge or whatever is very satisfying and stuff like that. But it, mm-hmm. usually it's sometimes it's the work up to it. That's yeah. really where the kind of joy and like payoff comes from. Yeah. So, and yeah, as, as you kind of adjust your training to more about like, let's work through this, make sure it's solid foundation and like everything's going to work out really well. Um, if you take your time with it and stuff like, then you can still get a lot of satisfaction out of it. And like, maybe even more so than just like hucking oh, it I and be like, more. I can't believe I landed that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no, I couldn't like, believe that looks dope. <laughs> well, you know what I think of when you just said that was, um, I did this thing that I'm still like one of those things that like, I'm like, damn, I can't believe I did that. And it's not because like, it's so gnarly, but it is for me mm-hmm. it was a flyaway to flyaway pre that I did like way back in my I, first dude, social I remember reel. like I would always talk about that whenever I watched that video that's like the dopest clip in that video yeah for sure and it came out of nowhere I like <laughs> it's just like what but I remember when I first saw it I didn't even know like really who you were and I was mm-hmm. just like what the fuck like dude that was the only reason I could put a video re-grab flyaway pre <laughs> yeah <laughs> and what year was it it's 2013 like, yeah maybe. I was like that's that's really dope outside too and, that like, was the only yeah that was like it was a perfect setup for like that and like I felt that's why that was like the thing that I the reason why I think of that is because I dedicated myself to that trick. Dude, I worked yeah. that in the gym. I worked like flyaway pre's. I worked flyaway re-grabs. I worked yeah. them like in conjunction a few times mm-hmm. before I knew I was ready. But like it took a lot of effort to like actually get myself there. Yeah. And I actually landed that first try. <laughs> I landed so it first cool. try. And like <laughs> if I had actually landed it first try and I didn't do all the work, like I would actually be... 
Yeah, you I might have forgot felt like I learned it. anything, or, you, or it would have been whatever. You like I would just been like, same, yeah. it would have been luck, and I would have been like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. Yeah, and maybe I would have tried to do it again, but because I like knew I put in the effort, it was like so satisfying it's to land a first try. Yeah, and we got kicked out a bunch that day. It was yeah, it was the no, about that yeah, journey, I love, son. I really love when I find a spot and I say that, like in my brain, this spot is made for this thing for me to do or somebody oh, to do. Yeah. You know? I go, this is perfect for it. the spot is this begging is for spot. this to be done. Dude. And then you know you get your you work into it or whatever, get it done, and then you're just like, yeah, it Dude. was meant for this. You it know, was like, meant. and it just feels really cool to like, it just kind of pops in your brain. And you're like, oh, that's a that. The, it hasn't been of that yet, but I'm going to do it. That's why I felt, again, dude, I hate to bring it back to me because I'm a narcissist apparently. No, dude, but like the, the Helm's Deeper, again, tour, since we were talking about that. Mm-hmm. The Helsinki, that dive con we did. Yeah. The last day oh, in Helsinki. Yeah. Like, I remember we rolled by it and I was like, someone has to do that dive con pre. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, I thought someone was going to do like, it. it. I just was, thought it was you like guys a textbook example. Like shit. Yeah. It was like, this is what, like, here is the glass that you can't mess with. So you yeah. have to dive. Yeah, calm. exactly. And then there's a wall here. So it's like, this is just like, it's pretty it obvious beautiful. what should be done here. It was just beautiful. And it wasn't that large. Yeah. But, but it, was it was technical really enough. Cold and we had all just like finished oh training. God, I felt so bad, like warming up to <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Not to mention we did just been there for a while and yeah. already just kind of felt shitty from acclimating already. <laughs> yeah. But I was so so glad i did that i think that was again one no, of those yeah, moments was where like, everything came together and i felt like all my training was like it had a purpose in that moment where i was like yeah. oh i'm actually ready for Dude, this thing I'm pretty, that, sure, like, I'm pretty sure like if you watch the video like right after you do it you can see like dylan like get a nice little grin going on because he's like that was like it was just done so well. Like everything about it was just lined up really nice. Dude, uh, it was my great. Dick, that's why I saved it for my last clip because I was like, <laughs> that was my favorite thing that I ever did in that tour. Yeah, for sure. Dope. <laughs> Um, dude, what did you think? Do you have any thoughts on the tour? I mean, I know I want to throw it way back for anyone who doesn't know. There's a film that we made in 2015. Well, we, we it went, came out later. It came out. Yeah. It came out <laughs> last year. Uh, we went out to Europe, me, Dante, Dylan Baker and Amos, Amos Rendow. Rendow. And we met up with a bunch of other people up there. In fact, Nick Ortiz was out there randomly in Copenhagen. We met him there, but that was actually when I first met Nick. And then anyhow, just because you're a part of the film, I'd actually love to get your like thoughts on the part, like at least the part I did for you, mm-hmm. because I don't know that I've actually. It was it was good. I one thing is I I wish I had done more stuff because I I did injure myself. Like, I think I might have been a little injured when I got there, and then I remember I injured myself pretty bad. But so I wish I did more stuff. But as for how it was like edited and all that stuff, I thought it was it was really well done, and I like it. I think it's like a good representation of you know. Just all that it was, I guess. Thanks. I'm glad. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. I had a lot of fun. Like, I really liked I did everyone. Too. I really enjoyed it, even though it was agony. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, again, like it's all about that journey. Like, it was, it was amazing because it was so like difficult. It was an adventure, dude. It was and definitely. An I, I heard just like the other day that like it's not a true adventure unless there's something at risk. Oh yeah. And like. You know, we, we went through some stuff there, man. <laughs> Lost some shit. We uh we didn't know where we were sleeping some nights. Dude. You know? Injuries yeah. and like walking and figuring out what we're gonna do and like all that stuff. When it was all over, I was like, fuck doing that again. Yeah, I remember towards the end we were like, never and again. Even, even Why for a while. Ever? Like and then when I was finished the movie, I was like, never again while and I was back. thing. And now like now talking about it, I miss it a little bit. I'm like, you know what we should do? Let's take a big trip and make, make a big movie. movie. <laughs> you know what I'm stoked about is uh, I'm finally gonna get the fucking footage from Storm 
from that same oh, summer. Yeah. Like literally everything we are did that summer didn't that come movie? out. I don't think that they are. I think, Which um, this luckily, is another thing I was just reminded of. Um, I swear when we were doing the tour, I did some line in Copenhagen. I feel like I did a double cork off the wall. Yeah. Wait. Which yeah. wall? Like, you know where the three little walls are at that park? <sighs> like where you can do the Kong Prix like over the wall or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I swear I did some line there. That, oh, you that did a filmed, sick line. And I did a double cork off one of those walls. And I think I crashed once and then yep. I landed it. I don't think the footage was in any of the stuff. Dude. I know, dude. You know what? What? I fucking like... I think about those things too. Like, there's like clips that got lost in the editing process, Damn, dude. and like I, that was my that was one of the best clips. Like, that was a sick. I, line. I don't even remember you the like line. Ran into I just it. You did like this double cork at the end. <laughs> you did a double cork at the end, and like one of them, yeah, you. I you might slammed. have been even been wearing like Nikes or like not you, good shoes or something. <laughs> you might have been wearing like your skate or shoes Adidas or, or something. It, it yeah. might have been the Kalenjis, but either way, like I do remember the exact line, mm-hmm. and I meant to put it in somewhere. Yeah, and it annoys me that I don't. Ha- I, it's somewhere on my hard drive, I guess. What I think happened. Find it. I'll post it on the gram. There's a throw. I will go find it. I'm going to go find it and give it to you because thanks for reminding me of that. Yeah. I think there's probably a few clips mm-hmm. that in like my, my stupor dude. Cause well, like there dude, was like, you, there was you, editing did, nights. You did it all like by yourself pretty much. So it's like sorting through that much stuff and like trying to not miss a couple things. Oh, especially well, and, like, if, I would like sort things out and you know what yeah. I would do sometimes is I'd copy clips and mm-hmm. I'd drag them somewhere else in the timeline just to like I'll save those for later because I don't and need them right like, now and then them? I'd accidentally copy something else and uh, like it would yeah. just go into the void <laughs> I think that's what happened with that clip because I remember like I just remember like that clip needs to be in somewhere I'm like I gotta figure out that it's going and I remember like thinking like oh there's like damn it dude that's so annoying because like <laughs> I want the part to have that in it yeah, and I it know. just doesn't now it just Too never bad will you can't do like annotations like edit the video post. Yeah. I guess put, I could do a re-upload of just your part with that in it, but possible. it seems, uh, it's not seems worth it. Unner- unnecessary I'll, dude, at this I'll just point. post it on Instagram or something and be like, yeah, throw back. Yeah, throw no back. Seen throw that, back. Maybe I don't we'll even remember if it was cool. I don't know if I'd look at it now and be like, yeah, that's worth it posting. It was cool. I, I might was look at it and stoked. be like, I don't like the way <laughs> that looks. It was good you know? because the way you landed the double cork at the end was like, it was so like it was it was weird that you bailed the first one because the second one <laughs> well, looked so effortless. Well, it was weird that I bailed the first one. Yeah. I don't even remember why I messed up <laughs> that first one, but I remember that I like did, and I was just like, "Wow, this is embarrassing." Like, not even for other people around, just my own brain. I was embarrassed of like, <laughs> like that was not something that should have happened at that moment. Oh my god! You know, but I, I guess do. we all have those feelings. Dude, so many times on that trip, I was like. I need to work on my inner monologue sometimes. I remember I would look back at footage and I'd be like, oh, that was that day where I went, I just suck. Yeah. <laughs> like I just wouldn't be feeling good mm-hmm. where I didn't warm up enough and I would just like, <laughs> yes, just like dude, instantly that's throw my hands in the air and be like, enough. yeah, I where just you, you're like 20 minutes and in, you're like, yeah, let's just I'm go like, home. oh, I'm not feeling like the best I've ever <laughs> felt right now. What the hell? Fucking I'm in a country suck. I've never been and I feel weird. <laughs> <laughs> So dumb. Like I didn't even like give myself time for the jet lag or anything to kick in. I'm just like this. God damn it! Like I was trying that Kong Prix on that little like iron thing in Helsinki. Yeah. And I just. Oh man. Anyhow. Um, anyhow. Um. I wanted to ask you about this. And uh, I just because you're the person that turned me and like pretty much everyone in, in like that I know in the parkour community almost. Mm-hmm. In one way or another, it all sources back. To you. <laughs> Anyone that got into crypto or ether, I don't ether- think it's sources. Maybe not all of them. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's lots of people that were like on it. Yeah. But you were like really, really up on this yeah. Ethereum I, phrase. I was a little earlier than most. You, you were an early adopter <laughs> on that shit. And 
I should have listened to you the first time you told me about it. It took me until, like, needless to say, like, if I had bought it when I uh, had first, if I had, like, really done the research or when I first, like, talked to you about it, it would have been good for me. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. I'm just curious what your thoughts are on on everything, you know? Like, for people that don't know, there was a huge boom in Ethereum and Bitcoin went up. Like, people were buying Bitcoin like crazy because everyone was starting to learn about crypto. And Bitcoin's kind of, like, the biggest, most popular, prominent one, Mm -hmm. the most history. So that one skyrocketed. It got to, like, $20,000 a coin. and It was mania. And Ethereum was, like, Ethereum, Ethereum, rather, has... Also, also had a meteoric meteoric oh, yeah. rise, Th- thousand percent gains, yeah. like you know, just insane in, in months. In you know, <laughs> and it had like what? I mean, it was at what, like two, almost two thousand dollars at one point, or like yeah, 1800 so, so, so the range it's gone up to right now, I think back in around January when it got to the all time high, mm-hmm. it was around fourteen hundred dollars, depending okay. on where it was trading. Yeah. Um. And then now, now it's like. Dropped again to like 500-ish. Yeah. Roughly. But, you know, for someone that bought in when you did and stuff, that's still, you know, yeah, massive the, gains. And like most people that were in the know, especially when, when you were talking yeah, about it. Are, I, I are, got my first one, I think, around $7. Yeah. So <laughs> that's when I started messing around with it and started starting to figure out what it was, which I didn't know a lot about it at first. I was just kind of like, this is interesting. But yeah, um, yeah, I think cryptocurrencies are like a big big important part of of the future and blockchain technology as well which is you know tied into that mm-hmm. um it's if you know if all things go as i would imagine it's it's going to get more adoption and it's it's going to be you know a big bubble kind of like the internet bubble yeah you know? there's going to be some winners at the end that stay yeah but a lot of them are just going to die out you know mm-hmm. in the next few years and it's about knowing your stuff researching your stuff and kind of getting the good positions while you can and then you know also how the networks do their upgrades and make sure that adoption and scalability and all that stuff gets solved because that's why it's still you know it's a speculative investment yeah, yeah. you know it you it's a lot of the prices and and you know the networks and stuff it's all based on speculation um of, of of like which where, software where which we'll technology which block or what's going to get used yeah. and all that kind of stuff so yeah, I think it's a really interesting thing. And if you are interested in technology and also maybe if you want to learn about investment, it's it's kind of like, you know, the the stock market. But I would say for people in my age and, you know, people that are millennials and stuff that, you know, it's a little more accessible than the stock market. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's interesting. Like the way the apps are doing, like making that whole thing. Oh, excuse me. I'm trapped here. Uh, yeah. Um, it's fascinating. I think like a lot of apps, there's a lot of investment apps now, like even even the old classic. Yeah. Classic stock market exchanging is being, uh, you can trade on your phone. Like everything mm-hmm. is basically phone accessible now. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly like admittedly don't do enough like research. Like I wish I'd had more, um, I guess I have the time. Everyone's got the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. Everyone has the same amount of time. I, I really, I want to be spending more time like in researching that because you just, I think you have to cultivate the interest, you know? Yeah. If you're saying like, I'm going to sit down and read about crypto economics, <laughs> like that sounds boring. But if you're like, Oh, what's going on with this network or what? And you know, you read what people are talking about the buzz, yeah. you know, I'm working my way in. I'm like, I'm trying to be authentic about it at least. Cause again, otherwise it's not going to work. Yeah. I got my, my R Ethereum, 
I got my R forward slash F traders and, oh, yeah. and some other blockchain yeah. um, technologies I, I pay attention to. And I'm, I'm trying to stay up on it as, as much as I can. I um, mean, there's so much development and stuff going yeah. on. It's impossible to keep it's, track of it, all that's of it. What, it feels that, overwhelming yeah, sometimes. That's why you just want to pick your players and mm-hmm. kind of see who they're working with, what they're working with, and then just kind of check in every once in a while. And a big problem a lot of people have is they get obsessed with the price and not the fundamentals of the technology. Yeah. If you're going to be the guy that's checking the price every, you know, 10 minutes because you just got invested and you're like afraid or anxious, then, you know, like <laughs> you've probably overinvested or like, you know, you don't trust the technology to yeah. kind of be the good investment that it is. Yeah. And then, you know, you probably shouldn't be investing. Fair of play. course, of course it's not investment, uh, advice and you know so yeah. so don't don't well, take yeah. my advice like, or anything for me, be like, careful it made and do your own s- research it made just enough sense to me that i was confident in my ethereum investments mm-hmm. and uh and i haven't been paying attention enough to it these days to know like how confident i am still in it mm-hmm. um but other than like other just because i know the landscape changes so fast yeah you know and then the, the, especially because of this boom and all this money's involved now i'm sure it's attracted lots more people to like want to build out competing technologies is, and is, competing is, is that networks. mania from before it seemed that the mania came more from you know just people in general mm-hmm. whereas i would say there's kind of a, a bigger mania coming of institutional mm. investors and stuff where like there's going to be more you know people snatching up ethereum for institutions and for their own you know apps and, and development and stuff that they want to run on the blockchain yeah and that stuff might you know be a much bigger rise than what we saw earlier in oh, the last yeah. few months yeah yeah um so ultimately and like that's like i was prepared for some spiking and then like i'm sure like you know this this all makes sense to me Mm -hmm. so far yeah Um, but i also wonder if you have any uh insight or you know just from your because because you're as far as i know you're the most read on it that i like know and can Mm -hmm. pick at least have access to you to talk to you in person here yeah is there any technologies to watch out for? Would you do you have any picks that you're interested in, or like things that you're excited about in this realm? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm still I'm still gung ho on Ethereum. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's you know one of the best kind of blockchain solutions there are out there, and the fact that it, the, the there's you know programmable smart contracts and trustless stuff, so you don't have to worry about middlemen, and mm-hmm. you know, and it's so applicable to so many things because you can program these smart contracts into these transactions. So it can be for real estate. It can be for certifications. It can be for video games where you're trading stuff. You know, it's, it's, it's the only one that's really got the, the ability to kind of do almost anything on it. Yeah. The other ones, you know, are, are, feel like they're playing catch up. Yeah. So, so it doesn't really, they either have this kind of one job that's more niche. They're going to run into the same problems. Yeah. And that like these guys are solving now. Yeah. And And because of that, so many of the tokens too, or the coins, the cryptocurrencies are built on the Ethereum blockchain. Exactly. So their success, you know, gives more success to the blockchain. And it's so it's got that umbrella effect that no other, you know, platform really has. Yeah. And that was one of the main. Yeah. So and, and they're they're trying to work over to proof of stake as well. So um most cryptocurrencies now are on proof of work, which means you have to mine them on a computer. Mm-hmm. So you have to use your electricity to solve algorithms and stuff to basically mine blocks to, you know, get the cryptocurrency, which takes a lot of electricity. Yeah. And it can become centralized if a place 
gets enough power to, you know, mine, make factories for mining and mm-hmm. just use all that electricity. So it's not good for the environment. And then also it can be centralized more easily because all you got to do is just buy one's graphics cards, you know, and then you have a big stake in the pool. Yeah. Um, obviously it's a huge pool, but, um, so, so that's one thing that's going on right now in the communities. There's these things called ASICs, which are, you know, fast. They're, they're really, they're built to mine cryptocurrency. Yeah. And in China, there's, there's people that, that, you know, they have factories of them, but now they're starting to release these miners to the public. Mm. So, you know, people can get these. And then, like I said, it, it uses electricity where Ethereum wants to switch over to proof of stake, which means you're going to stake your holdings to basically do transactions. So if you're trying to do some sort of network, you know, try to hack the network or mess with the network, you're putting your own your own collateral at stake for these transactions and stuff. So it's a lot harder to do. And then the proof at stake doesn't mine. You, uh, okay. Everybody will have their other and, uh, you know, you're not going to mine for it anymore. Interesting. Um so again like what so like how is it created in in the proof of stake model is or is it capped well right now ethereum is proof of work as well so you do mine ethereum yeah but what they're trying to do is switch over to this proof of stake so Uh they they're thinking about implementing a hard cap of i think 120 million other okay there i don't think there's a hard cap yet is that that's what i'm asking i guess because i I don't fully understand but is there do you have to cap it in the proof of work no. A proof of stake model, excuse me. No, I don't believe you yeah. do, but it also, I, I think maybe, I'm not sure, like this is the stuff I don't know too much about. Mm-hmm. There might be a way that you still get, you know, other like. Um, there's like bits that still like. Still ways to get it, but it comes out a little multiply. slower. There's yeah. like, there's something called an ice age where it makes it harder to mine or harder to obtain. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how that kind of works out when it switches over to proof of stake, but from taking away the fact that people will be mining their transactions or mining their blocks or mining to keep the network stable. And it's more from people staking Ether. Uh, okay. Then uh, it could make the value in Ether go up as well. And if they do put a hard cap, then obviously that would make yeah. it more um, more yeah. hard to find. So stuff like Rare that. And all that. So do you have any other um, altcoin interests or, you know... Um, I think Bat, if you've heard of Bat, which is also on the Ethereum network, but that's more about, um, you know, trying to get rid of ads, decentralize the internet a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, you can get, you know, you can pay creators with Bat through watching their videos or stuff like that, as opposed to, you know, your data being what's making the money or the ads clicks making the money. Yeah. So it's more direct, it takes out the middleman. That one's pretty cool. Uh, and there's a Brave browser. You can get that on your phone. It actually runs really nice. Yeah. I haven't um, got it on my phone yet, but I've got it on the uh, the old MacBook here. Yeah. And I'm it, curious, like, do you, again, like, uh, could you explain a little bit more about that? Because is it just, do you do you have to pay or do you pay like a monthly, What what, what how does it um, work so that you're, uh, you're paying people, do you pay them directly or do you pay some certain amount to use the browser and then like the browser you distributes no, it you to don't like pay whoever. to use the browser um i'm not like i said i'm not 100 percent sure i have i'm not super like mm-hmm. deep into the stuff especially now i've kind of been chilling on it for a while yeah but um yeah i think the way bat works is is basically you can pay other creators through their videos so like 
I think it would automatically block ads or something. And then you can, you can choose if you want to like subscribe to people and give them this much for whatever, or maybe like there can be set amounts for like a button that you press like a like or something. Oh, like, yeah, that's what I'm, I guess I'm asking is like you program it in, like you almost like you don't pay to use the browser, but you have a bank. Mm-hmm. You can like load yeah, up you the have bank your on your bank browser, bat. yeah, and then you go. Okay, every time I like a video, I'm giving them ten cents. Yep, or yeah, that's, okay. that's an idea. I think they might be doing, Something or at like least that. somebody is. Yeah, it's interesting how it'll work, and and I think there's a lot of kinks in, and a lot of stuff kind of sounds lame. Yeah, um, and a lot of stuff looks lame too right now, just for the way that it is, and so so much of this stuff is so new, and like the DApps that. St- really started getting developed when Ethereum network started becoming a thing. Only mm. some of those first ones are starting to release now, Yeah, which is, I th- it's a good thing. And I think that's why we're seeing, you know, a little bit more of, of the price going a bit back up. feels like we're in a bit of a bull run right now. Yeah. Yeah. Compared to we've just been, you know, like <laughs> it was tanking it, for it a while. It was tanking there. for a while and lots of people were losing hope. <laughs> but and that was because it was mostly all these people that like, didn't, there was a lot like of you were dumb saying, money. A lot of, exactly. A lot of people, like, just like you said, they were over-invested. They were freaking out. They don't even understand necessarily <laughs> Yeah. what the technology is about um they're just a little bit dumber than me and like <laughs> at least on this subject and uh yeah and they, they, they ended and, up and dumping that, that and becomes whatever. fodder for the shorters yeah and, you know so yeah like that money can change hands real quick if you're not you know i mean if you hold your your ethereum yeah. you know they can't take it from you but if you're <laughs> trying to trade and you keep losing trades and yeah. stuff like that then yeah you're gonna get screwed not yeah. to mention taxes so many people had you know huge oh, gains yeah. last year and then they had to pay taxes in april so of mm-hmm. course like it would make sense that the months leading up to april there's more of a dip because people are selling to get profits and stuff for taxes yep yep um yeah, man. Thanks for giving us more insight on that. Uh, I'm excited. No I'm excited to see the future of it. I definitely want to get pay more attention to it. If you guys are interested in it too, especially listeners, and I know a lot of the parkour community is actually kind of up on this sort of technology, or you know, just young people. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who's listening, but a lot of people are getting more into it. So it's good to know about. Um, it's empowering to know about because it's again the whole the idea of the blockchain and decentralization is like giving power back to us. Yep. And so yeah, if it's you don't a thing have to worry <laughs> about the bank holding your money, <laughs> you know, getting more, getting more power back. And I think that's kind of, it's a theme right now. It's a theme. It's a the theme Facebook for society thing, and stuff. Know? Yeah. We yeah. want our data back. Yeah, we want to be in control. But like it, that's it's, the funny we're, thing. We're being though, sold is, by Facebook. Yeah. And like but they, the they, banks own our money. <laughs> yep. Right now, so you know, it's all about trying to get back in control of what your stuff is. And it's there's gonna going be, to be pushbacks too. Oh, it's you know, government be and because where's all the money? All the real money, all the big money, is sitting in the hands of people that has is sat in for you know relatively a long periods of time, like years, like yeah. You know the the billion and trillionaires of the world, like they Warren Buffett. <laughs> they know what they're doing. They know that like they don't want to give, and why would they? You know, why would they want Bill Gates less for them and more for everyone though. else? But yeah, a lot of them are really big philanthropists. Mm-hmm. But um, they also like have a responsibility to all their companies to yeah. And know, a the lot way of, that capitalism a lot of them works, you have to fear this technology because mm-hmm. it destabilizes their companies, their <laughs> technologies, their exactly stuff, it's self interest. It, it's yeah. So you know, if they can kind of rack it up to saying oh it's more of a dark web thing yeah this is used to use drugs and not for institutional (laughs) you know trading and then yeah people are not gonna get as interested i guess but ultimately it feels like it's it's going to be part of the future who knows oh yeah maybe not it won't express itself the same way who knows but 
this kind of it, it's already changed a lot of things you know like mm-hmm. even i think if i mean correct me if i'm wrong but the guy vitalik who basically founded or co-founded you know this platform mm-hmm. he also did the q or BitTorrent like technology or like helped to write that right uh, i have no idea okay i heard that somewhere maybe i'm full of shit mm-hmm. but like oh, that's well, that's well, another there's so many smart developers it's like yeah. that's honestly i think one problem i've read about is like other chains and other places are they're having trouble getting developers because everybody wants to develop for parity and ethereum and oh, this yeah. and all that stuff because if you yeah. like why make your own blockchain when you can have a much better one that's already there and then you can make your own token on it Mm -hmm. and the problem right now i'd say is there's so many icos and so many tokens that we don't need you know there's so many people saying let's have a token for everything where's that parkour coin at yeah you're like oh no i'm gonna start the dougie coin (laughs) yeah (laughs) just like so so hopefully you know a lot of those kind of get sifted through and we you know people can figure out which ones are the winners and which ones aren't and then we see which ones stick yeah there's the dot-com bubble there's the crypto bubble yeah but like you said i think eventually the the cream will rise as randy Randy macho man savage once said (laughs) the cream cream crops to the top (laughs) (laughs) and that's rest in peace yeah damn rest in peace macho man randy savage Savage. (laughs) oh boy cream of the crop baby cream of the crop um, damn, we've been going for a hot minute. We could probably wrap things up here. I really appreciate you coming on, dude. Yeah, I want to no, have you back fun. on real soon. I feel like we come down. so much we can cover still, but yeah. You I mean, you, you're trying to do it like every week. So. Every week, dude. It's, you're gonna have to find people. We're gonna find people. I want to go down to Colorado Springs again. Like, I need an excuse to go down there um, every, as often as possible because I'm just a, adverse to two-hour drives. <laughs> dude, it but sucks. It's rough. It's not even it's only that like rough, an hour though. and a half. It's only like an hour and a half, exactly. As long as there's no traffic, it's honestly pretty pretty chill. But uh, we'll definitely come down there and see you soon, dude. For sure. Anything um, you want to add? No, like, I don't know. If anybody <laughs> listened to this far, thank you. Uh, <laughs> and I, I love what you're doing with the podcast, and I hope you keep doing it. And if there's anything I can do to help, let me know. Fuck yeah, man. You're helping a lot just by being here. Follow him at Dante Grazioli. It's just your name, right? Yeah. On Instagram and probably Twitter and other places. Yep. My, uh, my last name is a little hard to spell, but uh, I think people figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's close it to out. It's Italian. Think of yourself if you're Italian, <laughs> how you would say it and spell it that way. Yeah. Every vowel is in there uh, that, that you're thinking of. <laughs> yeah. That's how the romantic languages work. They're smart like that. You don't have fucking weird silent letters and shit. Yeah. Um, all right. Much love to you, all you <laughs> listeners out there. Thanks, Dante, for joining us. Thank you're a fucking you. big pimp. You're a legend. And uh, I'm always excited to see what you're doing and what you're paying attention to. Cause, you um, too. Yeah, man. Much love. We're out. Peace. All righty, gang. Hope you enjoyed that one, as I did. And um, we'll just give a quick shout out. You just We're just going to remind you that there are sponsors. And if you want to support the podcast or if you want things like, I don't know, money getting stacked up on itself and then you can take it out and put it in your pocket, then we have a link for Acorns, which is a roundup change, like investing your spare change application that for a lot of broke people out there, like many of us are, it's a good way to start saving for your future and, uh, 
it's super easy. You just round up all the purchases you make on your credit card and and uh, it, it invests it for you in the mar- stock market. So you get some dividends and uh, compounding interest and stuff like that, that, uh, you know, you can drop those things in a conversation and sound like you're making, you're building wealth. That's a good phrase to use. You want to build wealth. You always want to be building your wealth. That's what uh, the wealth builders will tell you. Um, if you're interested in building wealth, if you're interested in optimizing your human body, that is the other uh, link. Link. I got to stop saying uh and um. I feel like when I listen sometimes to my own voice, I, I understand that I use that word too much and it's not good. See, I almost said uh again, but I just changed it to understand. I, that's not a good tactic either because I'm just going to say understand too much. We are sponsored by Onnit, technically, and also not at all. But we have a link, and if you go to the link and you buy stuff from that link, it does help the podcast. And uh, if we have more support, we can upgrade. We can buy more mics, get some studio action. Eventually, we'll go to video. We did a video test uh, a few week, two episodes ago. Did not go the way I exactly wanted it to. Well, I didn't care how it went because it was just a test, but it didn't go in a way that made sense for me to publish the video. It was just like a pretty shitty Go GoPro clip, and um, I, I want to make a uh, make sure it's going to be worth it for you guys before we start publishing, and worth it for me. You know, it takes a it takes a lot more effort to just put things in video format than um, than just audio. So I want to make sure I have the time to dedicate to it, so that when we do add it to the to the to the podcast, it doesn't go away. I don't want to like get burnt out. I want to have make sure I have the energy and time to to keep the consistency going with any upgrades that we make to the podcast. So thank you guys again for listening. Visit the on it or Acorns link. And then uh, of course, as always, we have the Merm Life sponsorship. So you can use that promo code height drop and you get half off the entire store. Yeah. That's 50% off, which is basically we're just giving you the, the the clothes and like you're basically sponsored at that point like you're just a sponsored merm athlete you can be sponsored if you use the promo code height drop i'm going to just say that you're sponsored or you can tell people you're sponsored if you use that promo code if you think that like will be fun to say that to somebody else <laughs> all right um i'm just going off here and uh I, I love you guys again thanks for listening we will see you again next week uh do not do not hesitate to get involved. Please call the hotline. We get that height drop hotline. Call us with anything that's on your mind. I uh, I really want to do some more episodes with that. And um, we'll see. We'll see. Well, my, I might have to break my Skype rule. I've had some ideas about guests and stuff coming up and uh, some things that are happening in the world of parkour that I would like to talk to some of these guys that are across the pond or across the equator or something. Like they're just across the world and I, I don't want to necessarily travel just to talk to them, but I would love to to talk to some of these people and I'm sure some of you guys would love to listen in on it. So thinking about breaking that Skype rule, thinking about doing some episodes that are just not in the flesh, but maybe maybe some quick blips on Skype just to to help get the feed, the podcast feed a little more robust and uh hopefully in you know something that you guys will all enjoy. I know I would enjoy it because I want to have these conversations regardless. But um, 
that all that said, I love you guys again. We're just uh, we're gonna see you next week. And what I was getting at was, you know, just get at the hotline, call us up, give give us your feedback if you want to see certain guests, if you want to see those Skype guests, if you want to call in and unload your emotions on the hotline, you know, or your thoughts and ideas, whatever they're gonna be. Um, that number is seven two zero. 295-7537. That's one of the few numbers that I actually have memorized right now. I, I have like 45 numbers in my head from when I was a little kid and you actually had to memorize numbers because there weren't, there weren't cell phones and you know I just didn't write shit down because I would have to carry a little notepad with me all day. It was easier just to remember that shit. There was plenty of room in my brain back then. I was a little kid. I had like a giant head and there's pretty much nothing in it yet. You know, there's like a few years of school and a few years of memories. So I had plenty of room for phone numbers. I still remember some of those, regard, which is kind of crazy. Um, like not just my home phone numbers, but fun, friends that I barely talk to anymore, I still know their cell phone number because that's just the era of the cell phone. You guys want to, I, I shouldn't really be giving them out though. I just want to prove it to you. But like my homie, um, one of my best friends when I was like 15, Dylan, this other kid named Dylan, not not the the in, the the big man, uh, another friend of mine, the current probably like number one Dylan slot in my in my in my life. It obviously goes to Dylan Baker, but my before there was Dylan Baker, there was Dylan Van Buskirk, my uh, very good friend from I was fifteen. His number was three zero three nine four seven four seven five two. How do I know that? I, I shouldn't know that. I should probably bleep that out. Do not call him. Do not text him about height drop. And if you do. Don't tell him it was me, because um, that that could be it'd be funnier. It'd be funnier if if I just like next time I saw him, he started mentioning that, and I and he didn't know it was me. But I'm not telling you to, to go do that because that's maybe like a bad thing. He's got a life, and I'm sure he doesn't want to be bothered by uh, high drop listeners. Anyhow, I'm having a little bit of fun on this exit. That this outro, talking about some random shit, but uh. Again, all I want you guys to do is just get involved and uh, I want you to call the hot drop, hot drop hotline. Give us feedback in the comments. We really appreciate all the people that have... I mean, you guys left some awesome reviews. I loved I loved reading those reviews. I might have to read some on the air next week because or, or when we do like a housekeeping. We got to do like a housekeeping episode or something where we just read all the hotline calls, kind of go over the stuff that's been happening just within our little community uh, with the reviews on iTunes and stuff. I really appreciate that shit. It, it makes me feel... So blessed, and uh, and I, I just want you guys to get more involved because it, it helps uh, the community grow. So tell your friends, and we'll see you guys next week on High Drop. Peace. <laughs>